Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Favorite day of the week, y'all, because it is Ask Riley Day, and y'all came up with some really good questions, so I'm excited about this. But first, let me say hey to the new peoples, the newbies, the new beloveds, if um, you're new around these parts. I always like to talk about things on Really Riley that are going on with me, that are going on in pop culture, that are going on in my marriage, in mom life, in fitness, fashion, all the things. Um, and the number one rule around here is we always keep it very real, hence the name. So let's get into it. I got a lot of questions from you guys on Instagram today. Um, one person said, do you listen to Bad Bunny, LOL? Um, yeah. I mean, occasionally he's not like one of my like absolute favorites on the playlist, but yeah, I like him. I listen. Um, advice for feeling doubt regarding religion and manifesting when things feel like they're falling apart. Ooh. So religion and manifesting. Okay. So a lot of people are like, oh, do you not believe in God anymore because you manifest things? And I was like, absolutely not. I always say God and the universe. Um, so I'm not going to like go in between the two or whatever, just because I feel like that's just a personal thing. But as far as manifesting, like there were times admittedly so that manifesting for me almost felt like another job, you know, like writing in my journal every single night or like redirecting my thoughts um, to think positively and not get lost in like despair and remember to hope. And you know, I've told this story all the time about like my former producer that said to me once, like, Riley, you have to choose happy. You have to choose it. And me going off on him and being like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, how do you choose happy? But you do have to. That being said, it's difficult sometimes when you're in the thick of things going wrong to just remember that there is still hope there. And I always remembered like when things got so bad in life, when I really thought like, okay, I don't know if I even believe in manifesting anymore. Like, believe it or not, that there was a moment with that because I couldn't understand what the universe and God were working on for me. But I was like, you know what? You didn't come this far to only fucking come this far. So I decided, all right, I'm going to dive into this one more time. And it's always that one more time that leads to another time. And then, you know, a lifetime of doing this. I'm not there yet, but you know, I'm definitely into it. Um, it's sort of like whenever I would go to the gym, right. And I didn't want to, those are always the times that once I got through that first 10 minutes of it, that was like the best workouts I've ever had. And you know, like when I got fired last year and I thought my life as I knew it was done and there was nothing good in store for me. Believe it or not, there was a moment that I felt that that was when 
I started pushing harder in manifestation. I was like, okay, I'm not going to let go of everything I believe in because things are hard right now. And I started pushing harder and believing that there was better out there for me. And it's crazy how that shit just like lightning starts turning around. It sounds so elementary and like, yeah, okay, Riley and simple, but like I had to get out of my own head because what you think about, you bring about. And I had to just look forward and believe that like we as people aren't meant to be miserable. We're not meant to be unhappy and think about it this way. In the most elementary and sort of annoying terms you can, like if we knew absolutely no bad, how the hell would we know the good? I know that's really irritating to hear that going through something, but it's like the Kardashian factor to me, right? This is weird, but bear with me. I always say like, I would never want to have as much money or fame as a Kardashian because then what moves you? Like what, like what is like good in like life anymore when you have millions of dollars and you can get any and everything you want. And the biggest experience is all the time. It's funny because when Kim Kardashian was getting her divorce from Kanye West, she was like, I just want somebody to laugh with. I just want somebody to watch my TV shows with me. She's like, yeah, Kanye was amazing. And you know, he gave me all these lavish gifts and all these experiences. And no one will probably ever do that like him again, but I want the simple stuff. And that is the base level of choosing happy is finding joy in the simple things, finding hope in what you already have, and then waiting and watching for the universe to bring it about. I hope that helps a little bit. Um, what do you see most on your for you page on TikTok? Um, Hold on. Let me look. Uh, let's see. It's usually, let's see what the for you pages. Um, right now it's Will Smith and Jada Smith talk, like the talk about how they've been separated actually since 2016. Like that story didn't surprise me really because they'd been talking about like having the, you know, dalliances or whatever they called it, like she had like a conscious relationship. I don't know what the hell it was. One of those like conscious uncoupling things that she described it as. I was like, okay, there's something funky there, but you know, I commend them for not wanting to get a divorce. And so like now for them to say that they've been like separated since 2016. And then there was that whole Oscar thing, like keep your wife's name out my mouth, like, or my wife's name out your mouth. Like, oof, Lord have mercy. Um, let's see what else. Well, there's a lot of, wow. There's a lot of will. And Smith. Um, let's see. What else is in here? A lot of crafting stuff. A lot of Dollar Tree finds. Couponing. Good God. I looked at one CVS coupon video, and now it's just like every damn where. Um, a lot of candle stuff. A lot of Bravo stuff, always. Um, let's see. What else do I have in here? Um, more Bravo. Jewelry stuff. Um, oil pulling, because <laughs> that's what I was looking up. Um Lots of like Ulta beauty finds and stuff like that. You know, I'm basic, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of Will Smith stuff. And then you look at one video. I swear to you, there is a speaker attached to TikTok. And I know we've gone through like years of saying this, but like I remember one time this was never true more than in this moment. I had an intern that was telling me about how she, bear, bear, <laughs> brace yourself, how she passed out trying to poop one time. All of a sudden, I got all of these videos of people saying that they did the same thing. Now I'm probably going to get it again. Watch. 
Um, someone else said, I know you did the single mama thing for a while. Any advice for a single dad that's struggling? Uh, so whenever I talk about like single parenting, I probably should say that because, you know, single mom life was very difficult. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I haven't touched on on that. Um, give me 10 years. <laughs> and my little boy turns eight on Thursday. <laughs> I'm so sad. Um, but I will say this. I've known a lot of single dads that respect the shit out of the mothers. Now, I don't know this person's situation and it could be very much that the other person, the mother or, you know, the other partner was, it's also the piece of shit. Like, but whatever it is, if you can pick your battles like you do like with a toddler, <laughs> pick them because I've never had a copacetic relationship on that front, but it's hard and sometimes they don't deserve it, but it definitely does reflect on your kids. Like I had somebody that a colleague that I worked with at one point and I knew nothing. I should have shut my motherfucking mouth. But he was living in a different state than his son and he was traveling back and forth every two weeks and spending the, the money on the tickets to see him for his visitation time. And I was like, oh my God, you need to fight to have him come here more. And he was like, no. He's like, he has a good life there and who am I to like take that from him? Like I'm still in his life. You know, thankfully enough, like they live in the same state again now, but it was like a transitional time like work-wise that like to provide for his son, this is what he had to do. And I always respected that. I always respected the fact that he was like good to the mother. And sometimes that's not easy. Like sometimes you're co-parenting with a damn narcissist and you just cannot do anything to like get around their attitude and their ridiculousness and their toxicity. But it it is definitely important to know that your kids are way smarter than you think they are. And they will figure out the other person's motives way quicker and it's not the goal to have them be like, yeah, fuck you. And they turn 18, but you don't have to fight that battle. You don't have to prove yourself to your kid. The only way you have to do that is by being there and loving them. Like they just want your time. They just want to know that you're there for them because you're their whole world, you know? So it sucks so bad to take the high road sometimes, but that is the biggest piece of advice I can ever say. Um, was Lyric close to the people on the show like it seemed? And how do you explain what happened to him? Uh, so when I got fired, this was really hard for me to explain it to Lyric because he was just at the space where he was excited about me being radio and he knew what it was. And he's like, I want to meet Marshmallow someday, mommy. Because like we have this picture of my husband, Marshall, and I um, at Pride 2018, 2019, 2018 or 2019 with Marshmallow. And he loves him just like Marshall does. And it was like, I didn't say much to him at first because it's like a weird transition. You know, like I was never here in the mornings. I always had a nanny take him to school. And then all of a sudden I was taking him to school, which he thought was cool for the first week. But then it was like weird because he didn't understand what was going on. And Lyric's incredibly smart. Um, He's very perceptive and he's very like, he's not as naive as you would think for an eight-year-old <laughs> tomorrow. But um, he would ask me like what happened and were they not nice to you? Because I'm always telling him like if kids aren't nice to him, then, you know, don't hang around them anymore. Like maybe you take a break from them. And, you know, he was asking me like, are you just taking a break? Cause they weren't nice. And I was just like, well, no baby, like 
I'm not going to be around them anymore. He's like, they weren't nice to you, were they, mommy? And I'm not, I don't lie to Lyric. And I was just like, well, no. And he's like, man, you know, I'm sorry, mommy. I'm sorry that happened to you. He's like, because this one person, cowboy hat, um, was always really nice to me because that was the one that was always around that he knew the most, you know, that was here when Malin was born. That was, you know, this most of the show was at my wedding and like there were, you know, birthdays, like several birthdays, several outings all the time, presents and, you know, uncle cowboy hat and all that shit. And then it was just gone. And it sucks because that was one more person that was transient in his life. And then I felt guilty because I was like, I always had my suspicions. I wasn't stupid. See, that's the thing. This makes me crack up that a lot of the people that have done me wrong think that I was like so blindsided by this thing. Like, uh, uh-uh. I always had my spidey senses up. It's just, I think a lot of people, especially in the industry, don't realize that, yeah, it's just a bit, or yeah, it's just a thing on the show that you talk about to be this family, but I didn't look at it like that. Like, I had hope that, okay, I'm bringing you into my life for these incredibly special moments, my kids' birthdays, you know, you're the third, fourth ever person that ever held my second son, Malin, and then poof, you know, there was... If it was as it was presented when I got let go, there would have been more communication after. And yeah, there was like one text that I call a red receipt that if we were as close as everyone thought, it would have been way more than that. You know, when my pink died, there was a green heart that I quickly deleted because that made me so mad. Hadn't talked to you in months. And then all of a sudden I get a green heart. Like, you know my address. You know my phone number. You you know? So it was weird to talk to him about it, but I think that it gave him a greater picture of how things can be in life. And also, on the flip side of that, he's around all of my friends that have stuck around. You know? So... Yeah. Um, how do I get my ass back to the gym? Motivation is crap. Yes, it is, ma'am. I always say that. Like people are like, oh, how do you get your gym motivation? I was like, I don't because motivation is garbage. Like I'll get spurts of motivation to do more than I have been, honestly, as of recently. I'm right there with you. Like I always say that the gym life or the fitness lifestyle is a journey. It's not a destination. Like actually my husband, Marshall, strength coach, bodybuilder, he is the one that always says that because like you go in ebbs and flows. Like I actually went to the gym this morning. I got up and it was like, I got there at like 7 30 AM. I've never done that. Like even when I would get up at four o'clock in the morning, like I would always work out after the show. I always work out like mid morning afternoon time getting up that early to go to the gym is like, pfft. but I was like, look, I've got all these things I have to do today. Malin had some appointments. I had that mom life. I had to get ready for some pop-ups that are coming up, which I'll tell you about those later. Um, and I was like, I need to go and get this because I don't really love the way that my gym journey has been the last like year since I got let go, you know, cause obviously my schedule shifted and I don't have the bona fide time, but then you have to make time, you know, like, cause I always say the motivation for me is like, 
I want to go and get like a new gym outfit. And obviously you can't do that all the time. But like, if you look good, you feel good. A lot of people don't think about it like that when you're going to the gym, but I do like, I put my workout outfits together the day before, like most of the time I'll just throw them together, but in days that I don't want to, and I know I'm like going to be struggling a little bit, I'll put that out. I will, you know, just feel a little bit more sassy if I have a cute outfit on or I will go through gym talk on TikTok or Instagram and be like, damn, I want to get back in that. Or sometimes I'll even go look at old workout videos of me. Like that can be a dangerous slippery slope. Like, oh, I don't look like that anymore because I'm not far from where I was. It's just, I'm not like, I was in the best shape of my life around my 40th birthday, the best shape I've ever been. in after two kids. And I mean, I, I don't like to touch on this like with things because I have a petite body and I have an athletic build now, like, and I do have like muscle memory. So for me, it's a situation where it might be different from somebody else. That's like, you know, a little bit earlier in their gym journey. So I want to be like respectful of that and not speak from a place that's just like, you know, okay, yeah, I could never do that because yes, you can, but you gotta understand there's like seven years of training hard in the gym. And before that, there was all of the cheerleading, all of the dance, all of the gymnastics. So it's like a, it was, it's been a lifetime journey, but through that lifetime journey, I have gained weight, lost weight, been, been very way too thin, been thicker than I would have wanted to be for my, for my personal view of where I want to be, but also for my mental. It's literally though, when you finally just get up and go even if you didn't go as hard as you would like, it's like going to the dentist, which I need to do. It's always just like, you feel so much better afterward. And like today that I got there early in the morning, it was like 10 o'clock and I felt like it was like two, but I'm like, oh shit, I have like half my day to get it all done. But even like my husband right now, he's, I'm recording this at night. Like he's at the gym and he got up at 4am this morning. And that's not to like humble brag or anything. It just becomes part of your lifestyle. They always say like, it takes 28 days to form a habit. 28 days. So once you start seeing those results or you get the endorphins or you get into a routine, it's easier to keep with it than you think. And if you fall off, you fall off. Okay, just get back and do it again. You know, it sounds again like that choose happy shit. It sounds so easy, but I promise you because I'm right there right now. My jean buttons aren't fitting as nicely as they used to. And I'm not as strong as I used to in certain areas. But then I notice, like when I go back, it's like, oh, okay. I remember you. We're going to get there again. You know? Yes. Motivation is bullshit. You have to develop the mindset of like, this is going to be an forever thing because you use it or you lose it. It's not like, you know, I go to the gym and I built this ass that I have because I was the only Puerto Rican in my family born without a booty. I had the big old boobies and nothing back behind there. But when I've stopped working it, it gets a little pancakey, you know? So Marshall has this saying, you know, what is it? I don't know. It's something like, it's something like it's a mortgage payment and rents due every day or something like that. It's not borrowed. It's earned. I don't know. (laughs) I'll have to ask him what that saying is, but you get what I'm saying. Um, have you ever had a panic attack and how do you handle it? Yes. Um, I have them all the time. Sometimes for no reason. Like that's usually, usually when mine hit, it's like under seasons of very big stress and it's not in the moment that I will have the panic attack. 
like I started having residual panic attacks after I got fired because, you know, things would happen in studio and I would have to just go to the bathroom, cry it out for the three minute like commercial break, wipe my face, get it together and go back and be Riley on the radio. Um, but I think my body has become like allergic to that now, like stuffing down emotions comes out later as like a panic attack. And then sometimes you don't know why. And then people around you are going, well, wait a minute, you know, you can get in front of a crowd of 30,000 people and be on the air and talking to 2 million people at one point in the show and do all these things and do all these things that people are so afraid of. But then like one like thing will happen stress wise and you fall apart that's because I've been suppressing a lot of those emotions. So when I have a panic attack, it's like I get it's mine manifests itself a lot with like tingling in the hands, anxiousness. It's almost like the butterfly feeling you get right before you go over the edge of a roller coaster and like not the fun part, right? Like, so you're click, 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 clicking up just far enough that you can see how fucking far you're about to fall and it dangles you there for a second. That's what mine felt like. And then the breath comes with it and I like kind of can't catch my breath. Like if I've been crying or if I've been really like upset, like it, I, it takes me a minute to get my breath back. So what I like to do to get out of that. For me, I don't like to push the panic attack away because for me, that makes it worse. It's almost like it feeds the green monster and makes it raw or even bigger. So I like to just sort of let it ride. And I will sometimes pinch on pressure points, like in between your pointer finger and your thumb, that meaty piece. A lot of times I will squeeze that really, really hard. Um, Getting a piece of really, really sour ass candy works. Like go get a warhead. Because it's like forcing your brain to focus on that warhead and then you're not focused on the anxiety attack anymore. Um, Deep breaths do really help. But when I have the breathy moments, like sometimes that just makes it worse. I have um, like grounding exercises with things in my hands, like tangible I used to carry crystals with me all the time to the studio because it's like if I could focus on those, I have like these big thick ones or like little pyramids and they're kind of pointy on the top. Like I would just ever so lightly like tap my thumb on it or pressure points because it's just like the sharp edges of it. Like I would feel them like I'm not like hurting myself, but it was, it's like a, it's a thick tangible object that I can like focus on. It's just sort of like, it's almost like the crystal is your balance and I amethyst is really, really good for that fluoride also is too. Um, I learned recently that with my ADHD, I have certain things that I do stimming, they call it. And I know that that's a term that's used for people on the spectrum and people living with autism, but I guess there's an umbrella for that for um, people with ADHD. Like one of my stims or one of my ticks, if you will, is to curl my hair. A lot of times you'll see videos of me in the old radio footage that I'm literally like twisting my hair like it's nobody's business. And it's a grounding exercise for me. Um, I don't know that it's a good one, but it it just there's something about twisting it that like focuses and like um, regulates myself. Because um, my therapist said that like a lot of times if you do things that you did when you were a child, because I've done that since time forgot, like it just it's innately when you come out you're taught how to regulate yourself and then some children that have issues with it because I think Malin has a few issues with that my second son um 
if you go back to that way of thinking, like my therapist literally said, sometimes rock yourself, go back and forth, hold something in your hand and rock a little bit. I know that sounds insane, but if you're having a panic attack, I mean, do what you got to do. Also the tapping pink does this. And I was like, Ooh, so it's like tapping like, um, in repetitive motions in the middle of your forehead, like where your third eye is tapping, like, you know, your cheek or tapping your hands or tapping just different things because that tapping motion, it's like a, like a rhythmic clock, like tick tock, tick tock. So if you're, if your whole circulatory system, your whole aura is going wackadoo in a tornado and you get that repetitive motion, it could help. And the days that I have those really bad panic attacks, I will do one of two things. I will really take it easy on myself and have a nice bath and do like a nice face mask and just really let my, um, whole body chill from that. Or I'll go to the gym because a lot of times when you're going through something that makes you have a panic attack, it's stored trauma in your body. And we store that from when we're children. And apparently I have a lot of it. I'm actually going to speak to a therapist this week. That's a holistic therapist, but it's somatic exercises. So it's almost like releasing of all this like bad energy. And some of these things you like scream in the middle of it, like you just release all this stuff. So it's like sometimes for people with anxiety, depression, talk therapy doesn't always work. Like I have a great therapist, but sometimes for me, I need a little bit more because I talk for a living. I know how to express myself. I know how to tell a story and concisely connect what I'm feeling, but that doesn't always make me not feel it. But I'm hoping I can maybe get her on the podcast. That would be really fun. So stay tuned. Um, should you feel guilty wanting me time once in a while as a mom? Hail to the motherfucking nah. You should not because you cannot pour from an empty cup, my love. You can't. And I did it for years. You know, when I was a single mom for the first three years of Lyric's life, um, so for the first three of my eight years of parenting, I didn't do anything. People would ask me like, what are you, you know, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, I don't know hanging out with my kid, you know? And it's not like that's not wonderful because people are always like, oh, well, you just, you have your son. I'm like, I'm sorry that I want a little human connection. I'm sorry that I want to speak to somebody that's not a toddler. I'm sorry that I want to go do something without a baby on me all the time. Because as much as I love my children and especially because we had a loss, two of them with miscarriage, it's like you get out touched during the day and you just want to go do something to decompress. So absolutely not. You don't need to feel bad about wanting me time. And I mean the dumbest of things. Like today, because I went to the gym earlier, I had like an extra hour to just wander around the Dollar Tree. I know that that seems stupid. Like when you're like, oh, it's me time. But like somebody was getting something inside the aisle and she was like gathering a bunch of things that she was laying out on the floor to look at. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like shifting them up. I'm like, no, it's okay. You're good. I've got time. And I never say that because <laughs> I usually don't. But it, you know, it's the simple things that you can put together. Cause I know being a single mom, it's like, yeah, okay. I, even to go on a date, I'm like, okay, I want to spend some a hundred dollars that I don't have to go on a date with you. And you could possibly be a douche like no, but it's not a bad thing to want time away from your kids. And like, I have always been a proponent of like having your own self still, because if you're not good for you, you're not going to be good for them. And it's directly affected. Like kids are so aware of your emotions and how you feel. You know, like I feel bad sometimes because in the last year, Lyric's been, mommy, like, are you okay? And like, I'll 
look stressed and he'll bring me a water or he'll draw me a little like drawing and be like, I love you. It's almost like he wants to take on my troubles and take them away from me. And I'm like, no kid, that's not your job. So I have to be aware of what I can do to make myself feel okay. And like, I don't say normal cause that's not the right word, but like, you know, good for them. So a hundred percent, you should never ever feel guilty about wanting me time at all. Um, one last one. Somebody said, this question may have come too late for us, Riley. Never. Um, but I was wondering if you ever dealt with a situation where you love someone, a family member, et cetera, but you don't like their ways or them as a person. If so, how did you deal with it? I'm really struggling with a family member that I love, but I don't like the way they treat other people at all. Oh my God, have I ever been there? I'm there with most of my family right now, actually. You know, growing up Latina, we had a very small family. I still do. Like it's my, my mom is one of four girls. So I have three titis, aunties, and then I have two, three older cousins that are like 25 years older than me, all of them. And then um, I have one. Yeah, that's it. I mean, my, my mom and, you know, my mom's husband and then my sister, her husband and her two kids. That's really it. And, my, you know, my cousin... One of my cousins has two children, but like I've only seen them like five times in my life, maybe if that. And it's always like they were like two and then they were 10 and then they're 18, you know, so it's not really like I know them, know them. But I, it really came to a head during my wedding when like I saw the people that my family are. I love them because they're my family, but I don't like them. They're jerks. You know, like they left my wedding without saying goodbye to me because of the fact there was not enough Latin music at the wedding. <laughs> and they had had an entire playlist of Latin music the night before at the rehearsal dinner. And they didn't take into account that there was an entire, I don't know, we had 90 people at our wedding, so an entire 75 other people that maybe wanted to hear something else. And that was just the cherry on that like iceberg. Like it's just, you know, I struggle with this to be completely real on Really Riley um, with my sister. Like I love my sister. She's my only sister, but we've never really gotten along. Like we'll get along for periods of time. There was a period of time when I first got into radio that we became close. Like it was the first time, like as adults, because we had a very tumultuous childhood. There's a lot of trauma there. You know, my stepfather that raised me, he since passed away, like was horrible to her when he and my mom got first married and loved me because I want to be daddy's little girl. But then when she moved out and I became a little bit more of like a woman, if you will, all of a sudden the guns turned to me and it was traumatizing for me, but she wasn't there to see it. And she thought, Oh, I got everything. And it's, you know, I had this life in radio and she thought like, Oh, okay. You know, you're just this little princess. And then I just got the shit end of the stick. Well, I mean, you, one could think like she had a husband and for all those years and two kids and had family around her and I was alone. And I used to always like feel sad about that. So we never really like meet at the same point. Because I think jealousy is a useless emotion, but, you know, a lot of my, my mother says that a lot of my family members are jealous of me. And I think that's really silly because I think there's something like more deep rooted than that. But I've had to cut a lot of them off. And I know that that sounds cold hearted, but it was like every single time I would be around them, something toxic would happen every single time. And I would go back and try to talk it out with them. And nope, they want you to pretend like it didn't fucking happen. Like you're the crazy one for pointing it out. You are the blackest sheep there is. 
and then the gun's towards to you because they don't want to look in the mirror. And I'm like, you know what? Like, you don't affect my life in a positive way every day. And what's more than that is every time I try to interact with you, you act like an asshole. And I don't mean just being a jerk or getting into little fights. I mean like toxicity, knock down, drag out things. And then it's just like, I get shifty around people you can't be real with, obviously, or you can't have an honest conversation. Like there's agreeing to disagree. I don't have to be right at all. But if you literally are just tearing me down every time I see you or at any opportunity to like stick it to me, you take it. And then you want to be family and, oh, but I love you. No. Because at the end of the day, I have to nurture myself. I have to nurture my husband and my kids. And like, if you're going to be toxic every damn time I see you, just because we have the same blood running through our veins does not mean you get infinite chances with me. No. And I know that that sounds harsh, especially being a Latina, because like our families are always so close knit. And yeah. And it's funny because the minute that I broke off from a lot of it, not that they would tell me. But some of those same family members started seeing my point because when the black sheep's not around anymore to point the finger at, they have to establish a new black sheep and then they start coming around. That doesn't mean that if I go back into the fold, they won't make me the black sheep again and again, but it's not worth it because we are never promised tomorrow ever. And I'm not saying you have to cut them off forever. Like I've talked about it openly on the podcast. Like I cut my mom off for two years almost after my wedding. Like granted, she still talked to the kids. I would talk to her, you know, very seldomly throughout the week. Like now we talk every day. Is it always like super positive? No, we still fight like cats and dogs. But because of that two years, my mom was able to realize like, I'm not fucking around. If you're going to continue to mentally abuse me and be an asshole, I'm not going to be around you. Not going to cut you off from my kids, but I won't want anything to do with you. And yeah, no, you're not coming to my kid's birthday party. You can come on a different time, but those are supposed to be special moments for me. Like I've given you enough rope to hang me with, you know, like I'm not going to give up my special moments anymore. And I know that I kind of just went off on a tangent, but that was like my experience with it. But like, if they're being a shithead to other people and that's what you don't like and you can't have an open, honest conversation with them, that's something to think about. Like maybe if it's just that, you redirect how much energy you give to them because energy is contagious, man. Contagious, like the flu. Whew, y'all came up with some really, really, really good questions this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I am still on the high from the vision board event. The pictures are going up tomorrow. I promise you. I know I've been a slacker and new merch tomorrow. It's been busy, but I also just booked um, two more markets and one more vision board event. And then we done for the rest of the year with events because it's October 7th, 18th. Jeez. Um, But yes, I am going to be doing the Frederick holiday market. That's at Carroll Creek because I'm very excited about that one. I've been wanting to do that one for a minute because I love my Frederick. I am going to do that same Walkersville craft fair that I've done like three, four times, the Walkersville Fire Department. That's going down November 25th. And then I have another vision board event that's to be announced later. So if you guys missed out on the last couple, you better get on this, friends, because that's the last one for the year. And you still have time for 23 is my year to be Jordan. And I have a new candle design for next year that's so good. And it's in the same sportsy type vein. 
Uh, I can't wait for you guys to see it. Lots of good things. So if you have, oh, and guess what? I have a show me the ring on Friday and I can't wait because it's been a minute since we've done this. But um, yeah, if you haven't asked Riley, it's never too late to send them in. You can DM me. DMs are always open at Riley Couture on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. Really, really podcast at gmail.com. And hey, if you know somebody that just got engaged, send them my way. You know, a small business you want to spotlight, send them my way. Text line is 410-604-8895. And if you want to become part of the We Got This Army and you want to get the full videos of the snippets that you will hear and see on here or exclusive content, if you want to get a coupon for the merch, you want to get an exclusive invites to my events and you want to know first... You got to sign up to be a We Got This Army subscriber. You can do that at reallyrallypodcast.com and I'll appreciate you because kind of keeps, keeps the light on with the podcast and helps me keep this sucker going because as much as it sucks, money does make the world go round. <laughs> Keeping it real. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you on Friday. It's really Riley.